Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the universe, this is Roster Watch. This is NFL action. This is fantasy football. This is NFL draft every Sunday morning. Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, listeners worldwide. We have it all right here for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Alex Dunlap. I'm here as always with the trash man and steering the ship, Byron Lab- Lambert, Captain Ron. What's going on, my man? Hey, uh, I was go ahead. Say, Pipe in, man. I was going to say, working on our rankings yesterday, I realized something, hmm. and that we spend far more time than any three men should spend together. That doesn't include raising a baby we found on our doorstep. Three, but, but like, what about if we had a baby? <laughs> this sounds well, like I mean, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. That would be no, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, he got pregnant. Three men and a baby. He, Come on, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was a great movie, actually. Well, there was three men and a baby. There was three men and a little lady, and I think they had oh, three men true. and a, some kind of three, like three men and a dog kind of thing too. <laughs> and well, then, then Arnold Schwarzenegger had a surrogate man baby. <laughs> no, that's right. He certainly but did. But then there's two, and it wasn't Danny DeVito. <laughs> Those are two separate movies. Danny DeVito did not come out of oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger's body. You're, ever. Because I met him once at Disney World tea, at the teacup rides. We were sitting next to each other. Needless to say, Dorian stole my thunder. I was just about to tell these guys how sick of hanging out with him I am. But the good news is we have our listeners. We have our fans. This is what we do all our work with. And it's time for our favorite segment every single week. This is where we tell you the guys that we love, the guys that we hate. For your fantasy team this week. Nick, let's fire it up, brother. (laughs) Nick's not so fired up this morning. The good news is Matt Ryan is going to get real fired up. The game's in Atlanta. That's pretty much all he does these days. (laughs) I'm not sure there's anything that hurts about Matt Ryan love this week. Oakland's going to hurt. Oakland's going to hurt bad. Oakland hurts bad every time they go. To Byron's chagrin. We have to let everyone know that Byron's wearing his Raiders t-shirt today. Well, we kind of love these Raiders, (laughs) and we have been watching these Raiders for years. Go east and wet the bed, especially to the southeast. I don't think that they've won a game going east for an early game. And I I saw a stat, I think it's been since like 2005. So it isn't something that we've just noticed. They're still using that zone blocking scheme for Darren McFadden. Definitely scary. Nothing too new. Matt Ryan's had an outstanding season. Uh, we love him this week. It's a dream matchup at home against Oakland. Obviously, if you got him, you're starting him. Um, you should be super excited about that. I'm unfortunately very displeased that I have to go against him and Julio <laughs> Jones today. I think those guys are going to put up like 50 In the same league? Game. Same league. Woo. It's a killer combo. It's no good. Yeah, you don't, you don't uh, like that. Peyton Manning, we've made a little hay being on high on him lately. He's been really good this year, really outside of the just – terrible picks that he threw at, at Atlanta a yeah. few weeks ago and other than that he's been solid that was a computer malfunction it was <laughs> it was so he's we, back on autopilot now we like Peyton Manning at San Diego we think he's a great play he's actually our number two quarterback of the week we have Peyton Manning this week above uh, the gold standard guys like Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady and that's because Peyton Manning Really, he was always a gold standard guy, and he's bringing it back, and his matchup's great this week. Uh, Mike Vick, you know, we keep waiting for him to have his breakout game. 
It still hasn't happened, but he's still been sneaky effective other than his one six-point performance against Arizona. He's been a 13- to 20-point guy, I think, with three or four games in the 15- to 20-point range. I think I think if he can have less than six turnovers <laughs> in his game this week. Well, uh, oh, well, the turnover, what's happened <laughs> yeah, with Vic is the, turno- the turnovers have made him a 15-point guy instead of a 20-point guy. That's what I'm saying. Is what the difference you know? has been. So he's that close to having a, a big one. a top-five guy right now. Uh, Detroit is coming off a bye, but they are heading out to Philly. Uh, you know, Detroit's defense has not been nearly as good as you would think. I think Coach Schwartz wanted to make some more bad decisions against the Eagles. <laughs> Possibly he's had, a, he's so. had a rash of them. So we have Mike Vick right there, actually a, above Tom Brady, above Aaron Rodgers, who have terrible matchups on the road. We like Mike Vick at home against a great Lions matchup. Um Philip Rivers. It's got to be the highest we've been on Vic all season, for sure. I mean, with it's, the buys, it's it, it's it's easier to get guys up into that top three. But yeah, well, preseason nobody would have thought anything about him being a number three ranked quarterback right, in a right, given week. Right, you know right. what I mean? So, uh, Philip Rivers definitely paid dividends in our rankings last week. This is a guy that we ranked really high last week. Um, hopefully, our listeners took our advice because he had a great game against Drew Brees in New Orleans. We have him as our number six-ranked quarterback just behind Aaron Rodgers, actually, this week. And uh, we like him more than guys like Eli Manning, Matt Stafford, I hate to say it, maybe even a little more than RG3, just coming off the injury in a tough matchup against Minnesota. Um, so Phillip Rivers is really uh, a good play this week if you're in any kind of buy. I know Alex wished he'd played him instead of Cam Newton last week. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You're going to bring that up? Last week is in the past, everybody. If you guys took a brutal loss last week, it's in the past. But week six is must win. You guys need to call us, 447-ESPN. That's 512-447-ESPN. We're going to be here answering all your questions. We also have a cool thousand dollar free roll that we're going to be talking about here after a while and don't forget we're going to be doing the garbage grab early today so everybody's definitely going to want to stick around in here the trash man's got to leave and bang on some drums the trash man's garbage picks we're going to be coming for the week are going to be coming in the next segment so there's something to get uh definitely stay tuned for because if you're in a bind these are guys you really want to pay attention to putting in don't go lineup. anywhere. I know you have a lot to do. And let's sort eight, this one eight, out really quick in, in quarterbacks. Well, a guy that we, you know, we're, I think we're going to give it one crack here. Tony Romo coming off of a bye. Uh, going to Baltimore, which sounds on the surface difficult. It's not the <laughs> same going to Baltimore as it's been. We are significantly Tony high. likes to make things difficult on himself, though. He might throw some, he might throw some picks Right to Ed Reed, right away. Well, I don't think it's going to be any kind. I think it's one of these deals where you come off the bye, you come together a little bit as a team. I mean, for all of Tony Romo's shortcomings that are very easily, very easily pointed out by by and front anyone, running Dallas anyone who fans. could ever watch right by and Dallas and, and by game. and by front running Dallas fans. You can ask Byron; he grew up there. Nobody <laughs> Troy Aikman said it. Nobody just the waves. Other day. A, nobody waves a Dallas it's a winner's Stars town. Flag it's not a sports from town. their suburban. If they're playing, if if they're not playing good hockey, and nobody talks well about Tony Romo after he's thrown five picks, obviously. Well, the, 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 I, the thing with Tony Romo though is that he'll throw those five picks, but then the next game he'll look like. Who look like Troy Aikman out there, 
and he'll keep his job. That's what happens. Well, and the main point is Baltimore has not been that great on defense. Right. They've been a little I mean, They held Kansas City to six points last week, but Kansas City's been awful. They've been terrible. Um, and then if you're in a bind, we like the Alex Smiths of the world. He may not even be on your waiver wire anymore, but if you do have him, we like him at home against the Giants. So. God, we yes, we love that. We love that. It's a glorified game game manager. Adrian Peterson. He's a freak. A freak of nature. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. He's just so good already. He's he's still missing that that maybe that fifth gear, but he's still so so good. His third gear is still faster than everyone else's though, you know. It's we have him at Washington and we actually like Adrian Peterson. More than guys like Ray Rice and Jamal Charles this week. And this is because Adrian Peterson is really just a couple of visits to the end zone away from being elite this year. And we think that it's going to happen. Washington is a fairly middle-of-the-road matchup for running backs. And we just love Adrian and Peterson. And no ordinary running back. Yeah, and it's, yeah, <laughs> with, the sur- with the surgically repaired knee, it's, he says he feels better, and whenever somebody says something like that, you think to yourself, well, that's just them saying that. He's actually running like it. He's running like he feels better. So it's, you know, him, Jamal Charles, it's funny. As I look at our rankings, we got two guys here in our top three that are, you know, coming off reconstructive knee surgeries, you know. Shows how the times have changed. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Sure. Doctors are getting a lot better. Frank Gore. San Francisco at home against the Giants. We love Frank Gore this week. We're higher than him on mo- than uh, most other experts are this week. We at- like him right above the Reggie Bushes, Michael Turners, and Ryan Matthews of the world, and just right below the elite guys like Ray Rice and Jamal Charles. So if you've got Frank Gore, should be a great, great matchup at New York uh, at home against New York. We got a great segment coming up. It's the Trash Man. He's gonna go over the garbage grab. Uh, it's last week. If you were to listen to the garbage grab, you probably would have won your week with some of this filth that he brought in here to the studio. I and did. laid out. But uh, we we got that going on. We're gonna have our buddy Sigmund Bloom uh, coming on from the Bleacher Report and from Football Guys. Uh, Want to say thanks to Nick on the other side of the glass here in Austin and James. Pledger Nick, we'll have to find out your last name in, one of uh, these days. Yeah, down in uh, James Pledger down in San Antonio. Nick <laughs> Phillips. Nick, I I, th- I think I called you Nick Collins last week. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm I'm sorry about that, Nick. We're gonna get all that straight. The phone number is four four seven ESPN. That's five one seven five one two four four seven ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roster Watch. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Roster Watch, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. This is the Trash Man. I'm here with Byron and Alex and Nick Phillips, our esteemed producer. Phillips, we're here to bring you more fantasy football goodness. We are steering this ship to a land of bragging rights and fantasy <laughs> football trophies, as always, around Roster Watch. We got you covered I'm running here out of room. On Sunday morning. So real quick, the running backs that we hate this week, and let's just always remember that hate is a relative term. It means that we hate them in every sense of the word. 
means that we don't love them. Hate's it means we hate them. Term. And this one hurts to, to divulge, but Marshawn Lynch, we got to say that we hate this week. We're significantly lower on Marshawn Lynch. Oh, it's a hate crime. He's at home. It feels like a hate crime. He's at home, which you love beast mode at home. He, he did underperform last week on the road against the best possible running matchup you could ever dream of. And the, the one thing that I have in mind here is that, well, specifically, the New England defense has just been a little tougher, period, for uh, a lot of uh, opposing fantasy players. But Bill Belichick, time after time, he keys on taking away your number one option. And really, there's he, absolutely no doubt that Marshawn Lynch is the number it's one. It's not even close. Yeah. Wait, it's, I mean, it's, it's not Doug Baldwin. <laughs> it's not Doug Baldwin. <laughs> Not it's not Russell Wilson. It's, it's not, not Anthony McCoy. <laughs> Zach Miller. Zach Miller. No, no, I didn't even know Zach Miller's still on the team by the looks of it. But so uh Lynch, we've actually got him just on the tail end of guys like Reggie Bush, Michael Turner, Ryan Matthews, Darren McFadden, and Willis McGahee. All guys we really like this week. Guys who have great matchups. Right, so, and that's really how we kind of broke that tie with so, that group of players. So don't go crazy when we say we're low on Marshawn Lynch. We still believe he's a number don't one. Don't not back start Marshawn. I'd still start him over Demarco Murray, and that that's close. That's close, but that just speaks to Lynch having been the more consistent, more productive player the last few years. But that's the territory you're in. Probably a low RB one this running back one this week, maybe a high running back two. Um, Ahmad Bradshaw coming off of a monster performance. What was it, a 200-yard game? 200 yards and a touchdown. Unfortunately, he's got to pack his bags and go to San Francisco <laughs> this week. <laughs> that shouldn't be too much fun. It never is. Yeah. Hey, I love San Francisco, though. He'll have fun in the city. <laughs> you think he's, you think they're gonna have time to go? You think they're gonna, they're gonna have time to ride a trolley? Hey, well, that's the, I, I that's always the solace gonna, for Ahmad Bradshaw. I guys, he's gonna put a stinker on your roster today. But the good news is he's, he's gonna get fun a, in the city. He's gonna get a he's nice bullet check, gl- check out chowder. Coit Tower. <laughs> yeah, Guy right. from New York going and hanging in San Fran. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, son, Uncle Ben's. Yeah. So Bradshaw really, you know, treat. Bradshaw really, we believe is a low end number two running back, a high end number three this week. We've got wait, him. wait, let's stop this. <laughs> Uncle Ben's is not the San Francisco treat. Oh no, Riceroni, right? Yes, no. Riceroni. <laughs> Uncle Ben's is very southern. Okay, where is Aunt Jemima in this mix? Where is she? Um, okay. So Bradshaw, low end number two. Don't get your expectations up too high for him. It's a super tough matchup. Uh, another guy that we've just come to hate. We can't hate him enough, really. Steven Jackson. He can barely pick <laughs> I his I can't hate him there. enough. It's like Alex said. It's like watching two old people have sex. It's terrible <laughs> watching him run. Well, I'm not sure. I don't I know how many old people like. <laughs> that have had sex hey, that I've watched. I, I mean, I, I, Well, this is all speculation. <laughs> it's just what we would imagine. I said he looks. I said he looks kind of like a guy that's kind of run out of toilet paper that needs to go across the street to grab some. That's kind of how he oh, runs. So Steven Jackson. I mean, <laughs> he's, de- he's he's definitely not picking his put knees up, up s- the way that he used to. He's not. He, he's not running the way that he used to. He doesn't look like the beast that he once was. Yeah, he doesn't look like the predator anymore. So you know, like a whoopee the, gold. The deal with him is realistically, he had a <laughs> sneaky seven pointer last week. The pr- the thing with Steven Jackson is he has no upside. So. You know, it's kind of hard to he's gonna, when you're on the Rams. Exactly. So he's going to really only score you right there in that 
He can hope for five to ten point range. He can hope for a seven point five pointer. Get out of there, you know. Which is honestly, that's uh, that sometimes is worse than RB three. You're looking at a flex wide receiver a lot of times score you the six or seven points like that. So Steven Jackson, he's an RB three. He's a flex. He's a flex play. Really, uh, is is what you're looking at with him. Um, and then other than that, I think it's time to get things fired up. With our favorite character. It's not our favorite. We hate it, and it makes the whole <laughs> studio stink. He is delivering a whole garbage truck full of burning hair. It's, it, I, it, smells like, it smells like burning hair. It smells like it's full of dead squirrels. <laughs> Did any of y'all ever see that Tom Green where he ate hair? That was the grossest thing I've ever seen. Anyways, the grossest thing I've seen this week, it might be the St. Louis Rams passing attack. But Wait, first and foremost, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy let's, with the beanie in the truck full of burnt hair that just backed up into the studio? Let's get this straight real quick. You can't just come in here and start tossing around this trash without identifying yourself. Uh, you guys know. It's the garbage man. I'm coming here to bring you the, the dumpster diamonds. That are going to save your fantasy team this week. We got bye weeks. You got to get trashy sometimes. Let's hear what you got in the garbage grab. Trash, I get man. trashy every week. Going back to the Rams, Brandon Gibson. You know, with Danny Amendola gone. <laughs> it sounds crazy, right? Brandon Gibson. But he should see the most targets against the Dolphins. Uh, and that number could be high. As Miami has the best run defense in the league. So, I mean, you have to imagine that Sam Bradford's going to throw it around a bit. I think Chris Gibbons, he might be a decent player there too. He's a good deep threat, but I think Brandon Gibson will see the most targets there. That secondary is in disarray. They're all hurt. Another guy that I like this week. Everyone's getting hot on William Powell in Arizona as the starter. You know, now that Ryan Williams and Beanie. I think we should call him Bill for now. <laughs> Bill Powell. <laughs> um, but I like Larod Stevens Howling. He's always the guy. You know, whenever someone's injured, that steps up on that Arizona running game. He goes huge sometimes. I see him for that sneaky six-pointer he gets. I yeah. see him getting a touchdown at least, you know. He gets involved in the passing game. I don't know what kind of garbage you've been sniffing back there, but hey. <laughs> Another guy I like this week. Another guy who is coming in to spell a running back who got injured in Green Bay. You know, everybody's talking about whether they should start Alex Green or James Stark. I think they're both kind of garbage. <laughs> and that's a lot coming from the garbage man. Um, I like John Kuhn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kuhn for a sneaky goal line touchdown? Kuhn yeah. for a sneaky goal line touchdown. Well, I, noticed, I noticed last week he was getting in there a lot, even on third downs and stuff. They were, hand, they were, they were handing it off to him on delayed draws and all kinds of stuff. So they're going to use him. So if Alex Green or James Starks are gone in your league and you're desperate... Think about John Kuhn. He's going to get some goal line carries. Another guy who might get some goal line carries is Lamar Miller, running back for the Dolphins. Daniel Thomas won't play against the Rams, making Miller the immediate backup to Reggie Bush. He'll get a chance to make an impact. He'll get some plays. He'll get some carries. Um, I would say, though, watch out for Javorski Lane. On the goal line. Oh, they, <laughs> the Lufkin Muffin. Japorky frame. The Lufkin Muffin. Hey, hey, hey. But good good for him losing that 160 pounds or whatever he needed to do. He must, to have, get been using, the, he must have been using Weight Watchers. Yeah. Something. It worked for Charles. 
Um, Maybe he gave birth to Schwarzenegger's kid. Was <laughs> 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 that it, Jaworski? <laughs> Leave it to hey, Lamar Aggie. Miller, the thing we people need to remember about him is he is a gangster from the U, and he hey. loves doing big work in his hometown, hey. he loves and this game get, is in Miami. And he loves getting the wheels lubed up there in the 305. I'm serious. <laughs> He's probably it? boys with Michael Irvin. I'm telling you. It's a, keep an eye on Lamar Miller today. Another guy, another sneaky play this week and every week. I don't know why he isn't owned in a lot more leagues, and that's Nate Burleson, wide receiver for the Lions. Titus Young, he hasn't been senior. Titus Young, senior. Titus Young, senior. Excuse me. Come on, His man. Last, he has. It, it says Young Senior on the back. Of on the jersey. The jersey. Like Get we're it right, watching man. senior citizens, the AARP cards yeah. running around out there in the National Football League. <laughs> yeah, Titus he's, Young he's, a, he's a senior at ripe old age of what, like twenty four. Um, but he hasn't been vulturing Burleson's looks, and he's actually kind of hurt this week. So I have a feeling that Detroit's matchup with Philadelphia, they're going to be throwing the ball around a lot. And I think a lot of that's going to go to Burleson. You can pretty much pick him up in 70, 75% of your leagues, and that's crazy. A lot of it will be going off the front of the front of Brandon Pettigrew's shoulder pads when it bounces off. A lot of ricochets. Another guy like Donnie Avery, wide receiver of the Colts. He didn't produce much last week against the Packers, and that makes me think that that's why a lot of people have dropped him in a lot of leagues. But I think that's a mistake. I think it was just an off game, and I think he's going to bounce back against the Jets. He still gets a ton of targets there in Indianapolis, and he's somebody you can use and rely on. Bruce Arian says that he's a diamond and that he's the next Mike Wallace. A true dumpster diamond. Someone else I like this week, and it may be the only week I like him, and that's Eddie Royal, wide receiver of the Chargers. You know, he had a, he had a little hamstring injury um, on Thursday, but it looks like he's going to play. And if Robert Meacham's game against his former team last week is any indication, Eddie Royal is going to have a good one against Denver this week. Uh, his targets are go up, going up every week in San Diego. North Turner talked about him a lot, talked him up this preseason, and we didn't really see it at the beginning of the season, but he's starting to come on. And I think Would you start be, him over Robert Meacham? Uh, it's, I, that's that's debatable. I mean, that's I mean, it's up in the air. I'm, I I think I could go either way with that. Uh, Meacham had the two touchdown, sixty yard game last week. Um, hey Nick, you're a Chargers guy. Why don't you pipe in on this, brother? How do you feel about Eddie Royal? I like Eddie Royal, but uh, I don't know if he's going to get more catches than Meacham because Meacham, I think his hands are a lot better. His hands are a lot better, but his chemistry with Philip Rivers is It's funny as I look at our as I look at our rankings that we probably literally spend twenty hours on, you know, a week each. We're we we're one we have Donnie Avery at number forty two and Robert Meacham at number forty three. So it's a pretty good start sit question that Byron's asking there that goes real deep, you know, goes real deep. You know who else goes real deep? Trash man, make it filthy in here, <laughs> will you? Somebody that Byron loves. Loves. Oh, God. <laughs> it can't be LeGarrette Blunt. Can no, it? it's not LeGarrette Blunt. It's Dustin Keller. Oh, <laughs> is he finally back? How did he make it on this list? Dustin I hate Dustin D-K. Keller. What is it? Is he Byron's, finally back? Byron's favorite tight end. Oh. He hasn't played since week one. <laughs> the Jets and Mark Sanchez offense. just ruins his value. <laughs> yeah, he does. Ruins? Actually, I think he makes it better because he's the dump-off guy. He's the guy that whenever Sanchez is under pressure, which is a lot that he relies on, 
Sanchez thinks he makes a lot of things better that he makes worse. It's <laughs> true. He's still a starting quarterback in the NFL, oh, wow. which boggles my mind. What's up? <laughs> starting quarterback. <laughs> starting caliber quarterback. <laughs> we, we, we can ask Big Ben about that one. We're going to have to post this link on our website. But, um, yeah, Keller, he should be the safety blanket for franchise Sanchez there in New York. One last one last pick I have. It's a defensive pick. It's Minnesota against the Redskins. Minnesota has been sneaky good on defense. And RG3, he should play, but if he doesn't, Kirk Cousins up against the Minnesota D, that should be a feast for the defense. And even so with Griffin playing, I think Minnesota they're great against the run. They're getting better against the pass. They're a sneaky defensive play. Ladies and gentlemen, the phone number is 447-ESPN. That's 447-3776. We're coming right back after this with Sigmund Bloom. He's going to be joining us. All that happening after the break right here on Roster Watch. And we're back. Austin, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Listeners worldwide, this is Roster Watch brought to you by rosterwatch.com. You can always call us. We know people might be a little bit hurt today after the UT game, but don't be. You got a big fantasy day of action ahead of you. The phone number is 512-447-ESPN. That's 512-447-3776. In just one minute, we're going to be bringing on a, a good friend of ours, Sigmund Bloom, but I want to tell you real quick about a thousand dollar free roll that we have going on today at draftday.com just go to draftday.com backslash roster watch and get signed up for our daily league uh in our daily league all you do is you have a you have a salary cap and you pick your team you know your players that you want your starting lineup and we're just gonna have a one day league uh it's a thousand dollar prize pool go to draftday.com slash roster watch get your league signed up see if you can beat us it's a lot of fun no commitment absolutely free that's draftday.com backslash roster watch we got sig up here on the phone <laughs> all right well it sounds like we got sigmund bloom here on the phone uh one of the most senior guys at football guys he's the lead nfl draft writer at bleacher report a guy who lives here in austin that we see at all these pro days and at the you know at the combines and the scouting events that we probably don't see enough of you know just hanging around town so sig what how how, how have you been my man what's going on Good. Uh, a little slow. You're taking part in the ACL festivities. Saw uh, Afghan wigs last night at Antones, which is always a good time. So, oh, really? My, my buddy Coley plays drums for them. They're a great band. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. great. definitely a great band. Great to see them back and making the rounds. And, you know, followed up with a, a little uh, capper, some football on Sunday. How, it's a great weekend. Yeah, man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you're making time for all this. We're spending our Saturdays cooped up in a basement, going over these stupid <laughs> spreadsheets. I did make it out to ACL on Friday, though. <laughs> we know the trash man made it out, though. <laughs> you're right, right, right. Well, Sig, that's what I wanted to ask you: is how yeah. how in the world did you, you got your rankings in before you went out to that show last night, or how'd you get that? Did you knock those out, or what? Oh yeah, you know. Saturday is usually a very relaxed day around the NFL. It's a day that not much happens. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Saturdays are quiet days. Uh, you know, we may hear some news trickle. Obviously, Mondays we get some news from the injuries that happened the day before. But Saturday is the one day that, you know, that's why we have college football, because we have to have something to occupy our mind. Because the NFL, our, all those brain cells we devote to it, can actually calm down for one day. Speaking of injuries, Sigmund, yeah. what do you think about this whole Aaron Hernandez situation? 
Yeah, and this is a good one. And this is one where you know we get into the inexact science the fantasy football is because we have a lot of variables here. We have Aaron Hernandez coming back a little bit early than expected from this ankle. We have Bill Belichick and the games he plays with the injury report, which means this could go either way. Because the latest we're hearing from all the sources out of New England is that he'll play a limited role or he'll be on a snap count or he'll play 15 or 20 snaps and he'll see how it goes. But that's something where Belichick could either be kind of goad and inactive Hernandez into still affecting Seattle's game plan, or he could have Seattle you know, catch him a little bit unaware as they think Hernandez isn't going to be a big part of the game plan. And, in fact, Hernandez will be the focus of the game plan. Uh, and I think, actually, that makes more sense with the aggressive young corners they have there, Richard Sermon and Brandon Browner, and what they're going to do to Brandon Lloyd. I think you're going to see a lot of targets out of the slot. So I, I have Hernandez at a break point at about the fifth or sixth tight end. And if you play fantasy football, you know – this year, there's been five or six reliable guys every week. And then one of those guys, uh, uh, Jimmy Graham, is on by this week. And then there's everybody else. Who, like, one week, you might get 60 yards and a touchdown. The next week, you might get two catches for 20 yards. Right. So, so unless you have a Gates, a Gonzalez, a Vernon Davis, uh, I, I think that you're playing Ryan Hernandez. You're rolling your dice. And, you know, if, if Bill Belichick's messing with us, then he's messing with us. And you probably get a score close to those down scores for the – the pack at tight end, but I think you take that chance because we know that when Hernandez is on, he can put up numbers with anybody in the league. Well, I like to hear that. Sig, let me ask you. You're, so you're pretty aggressively ranked on Hernandez there. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I can see the upside. Quick question. Um, obviously, we all in the, in the in the fantasy world, we know how difficult the 49ers are. As yeah. far as the fantasy matchup, their one weak spot has been against tight ends. They're actually a delightfully nice matchup against tight ends. And Martellus Bennett says that he has unicorn blood. <laughs> this exactly. week, he's got unicorn blood. And so and if that's anything like tiger blood. And we, <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we, we've, we've got him as a low-end number one this week, actually not too far behind in Aaron Hernandez. How do you reconcile Martellus Bennett this week? There's a lot of people that have to play him at this point. Yeah, I actually have him a little bit lower. I think I have him at about the 19th tight end this week. Just because, well, first of all, before he found the unicorn blood, which is pretty rare. My roommate has a can of unicorn meat yeah. in the <laughs> yeah, pantry. exactly. Save, saving it like, like your wedding cake. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, he, he said earlier in the week that, you know, he messed up his knee. He didn't use as nice a word about that. Oh, yeah. It was the S-H-I, you know what word. Right, right. Shut, shut your mouth, as we like to say on Audible. He, 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 he messed the shut your mouth up. Uh, but I would say that because he can also perform as a blocker, because for the first time this week, I believe all the top five New York Giants receivers will be healthy, I have him a little bit lower. Uh, also, he's cold coming in. He hasn't been producing the last couple of games. So I have him at the bottom of that tier. But the thing is, as I've you know, been getting at, you can take the sixth or seventh tight end all the way down to the 20th tight end this year, and really it's kind of a crapshoot. It may look like, you know, the eighth tight end all the way down to the 19th tight end is a big range. But in reality, these guys all have about the same upside, the same floor, and the same chance of the hitting in any given week. Hey, Sig, where are you at? Now, let's talk a little wide receiver here because uh-huh. that's always an area where people are shuffling around. Uh, real quick, well, let's talk about a couple that are they are must-starts. But how, at this point, how do you juggle between the – Roddy White and mm-hmm. and Julio Jones rankings. I mean, we I did sure. a study this week that shows over the course of the season, Julio Jones has been sixty percent more touchdown dependent for his fantasy points than Roddy White has. Right. 
Roddy's been consistent. It seems like he's really closed that gap. Uh, we're, we're, I, obviously, you got to love both of them at home against Oakland this week. Where, where are you at on those two and how, how those guys should be ranked uh, on a regular sure. basis? They're uh, weekly residents in the top ten. And I think also they're, they're putting to rest any idea that anybody had that, well, you know, how can a pass offense support two top ten wide receivers and a top five tight end? Of course, we, we're seeing, you know, the Patriots may rival that again this year, too. Uh, so I would say at this point, basically because of, like you said, touchdown dependent and the peaks and valleys, and the peaks are higher than the valleys uh, for White. I'm sorry, for, for Jones, you're going to get – a lot of big weeks, and then you're going to have those weeks where he comes up empty for you where White is going to have a lot higher floor week to week. It's basically the rest of your lineup. You know, if, if you have two strong running backs and you have a strong tight end and a strong quarterback, then White is always going to be head for you because you want that 10 or 12 points locked in. Whereas, it, you know, you if you look at your lineup and you need to, to take a few more risks, then Jones is a little higher. But they're both every week starts. And I think that, you know, what we're mainly seeing come out of this is the the trickle-down effect or trickle-up effect, really, to Matt Ryan is the newest elite fantasy quarterback. Well, I just got to love the fact that everybody was jumping off the Michael Turner bandwagon preseason. <laughs> he was a guy I, I held firmly on. I thought that even with the change in offense, it was going to present a lot more scoring opportunities for him. I thought he was going to hold his value. He's been scary touchdown dependent, but uh, Turner keeps coming sure. through in that revamped offense this this year. Yeah, and that's three straight games coming in now that he's been strong. He's actually, I think, a top-10 fantasy running back in most scoring formats, which says a lot about the state of the position right now. But what we're seeing with Turner is getting a little more spry each week, a little more spring in his step. But as you said, it's mainly just the opportunity that's created by that pass offense, uh, the running lanes, and the defenses can't focus on Michael Turner anymore, nor would they because he doesn't, he's not that dangerous. But, uh, you know, what, what worried me about him coming into the year was Jaquiz Rogers and how it seemed like Jaquiz Rogers and his skill set may be a little closer, like on the spectrum to, say, a Darren Sproles. Not that sudden, not that quick, but he could be that kind of player in this offense. I, I think that in some ways, Dirk Cutter and his lack of imagination has really helped Michael Turner owners and the fact that they gave him $5 million this offseason. So, so, so he's not a sell high in your opinion? What, Turner? Yeah. Well, I would say he's a sell high right now if you can if you can make a lateral move to another running back to like a Steven Ridley who just got a little shadow over him because of the fumble stuff or Doug Martin or DeMarco Murray who people are worried about because they haven't been producing. I still think that, remember, Turner, uh, they've been doing a good job limiting his carries to say 15 a game, but last year he wore down to nothing. I mean, he wore down to a nub in the playoffs. He had nothing left. And I, I think that you know, he's starting from – a much lower position as far as his effectiveness than he would in a given year. Each year it goes down. I don't think Turner is going to be a big factor by the time we get to the end of the year. So I'm definitely shopping him around. And the fact that he has a good matchup against Oakland is in your favor if you're trying to shop him because it's an inducement, especially if someone's down a running back because of buys. If you look at your, I know you all look at your running back rankings right now. By the time you get to like 25, it's awful. You start looking at the LaRod Stevens howlings of the <laughs> exactly. world, the Vic Ballards. Right. Well, right. and so speaking of shuffling through a little bit of that lower tier, uh, gar, what we like to yeah. call fantasy garbage, I these guys it. aren't garbage, but I think these are going to be some interesting decisions people are facing today. It's kind of that mid, what we consider the group, right. of, group of wide receivers that's a mid number two to kind of a low number two, maybe high number three. So let's play a little name game here yeah, sure. 
and I'm gonna use, we're gonna use Torrey Smith as our index, and the reason okay. we're gonna use Torrey Smith is because he's been really good this year. Um, but as as you know, we're we're both part of the Fantasy Pros Expert Consensus Rankings Network, and his consensus ranking is much lower this week than it typically has been, down at 19. So this is a guy that we had right. some interesting conversations about yesterday. So Torrey Smith, he you know it's at home. He's matching up. Against two good corners with Dallas, the right. names we want to throw out there, Sig. Where do you? How do you have Eric Decker versus Torrey Smith? Which guy do you like this week? I have Decker ahead of Torrey Smith, and you know I'm going to be somebody that's way below the consensus on Smith because I look at Joe Flacco as an unreliable quarterback this year. We still, you still see him as unreliable because that's how we've yeah, always well, thought of him. He, he, on weak defenses so far this year, he has not performed. He has not performed against Philadelphia. He's not performed against defenses that are presenting more of a challenge. And you brought up the cornerbacks, Brandon Carr and Morris Claiborne. And the thing is, we can look at Brandon Marshall had a big game against those that pair when the whole team was falling apart. But otherwise, these guys have shut down Hakeem Nix. You know, Dallas has played. Good football against very good receivers. They shut down Vincent Jackson, and I think Torrey Smith is more akin to a Vincent Jackson or a Hakeem Nix than a Brandon Marshall. So I'm going with Eric Decker. I expect Denver to have some success on the road against San Diego. I actually expect that to be a high-scoring game and a successful game for Peyton Manning. You know, and that's maybe the story there is that Peyton Manning that first quarter against Atlanta really sticks out in all of our heads, myself included. But that, that's been the only time he's thrown any interceptions this year, just in that one quarter. Yeah, we got Manning as our number two quarterback this exactly. week. We love, we love Manning this week. So you, you just do the fantasy math, and if you're talking about someone as the number two quarterback in the week, well, there's got to be some top 20 or top 10 receiver plays on the other end of that quarterback's throws. So you're, I think it's, it's Decker over, over Smith this week. So you're with us on Decker. Now what about a couple of Jacksons? Where do you th- where do you think Deshaun Jackson and Vincent Jackson fall in that discussion this week? You like them above or below an Eric Decker? Um, I would go uh, for Vincent Jackson above Decker because, you know, it's on again, off again with Vincent Jackson. but Very matchup-based with him. It is, it is matchup-based. And, it, you know, some of it, and some of it is uh, is – Freeman coming in cold or hot and coming off a bye, that's really difficult to tell. But I would say that against Kansas City this week, you know, I watched, again, and this is why we don't trust Joe Flacco, because against Kansas City last week, you expected him to have at least some success, and he was never really able to get much going. Some of us surge in Kansas City defense, but I would say that uh, I, I think that Vincent Jackson, you know, you're going to see him get those 8 to 12 targets every game, high-value targets, deep targets, targets in the red zone, and that's enough to me. Because you know what you know. If you're going to get a good game from him, you're going to get six for 100 and a touchdown. Um, so you take that risk. And then with Deshaun Jackson, I probably have him below Decker just because we're seeing now with Jeremy Macklin getting healthy. He is more of the focus of those targets out wide for uh, Michael Vick. Although I do expect Michael Vick to have a good game. I expect the Philly offense to have a good game against Detroit today. Um, so I think Deshaun Jackson would be like a sneaky wide receiver three play with a lot of upside. But I still have Vincent Jackson above all those guys. You heard it here first, folks. Sig. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. Tell these guys your Twitter because you're one of the yeah. best follows that we that anybody can follow on Twitter. If you need somebody constantly updating you about about you know your injuries, who you should sit, start stuff like that, and even through the draft season, Sig's on top of it all. So where can they find you there, Sig? Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Uh, Sigmund Bloom, S 
I G M U N D B L W M. And you know, I'm just I try to keep it as a source of information, a source of some takes, a way to get in contact with me. I can't always answer every question, but I love interacting with everybody out there. Uh, and uh, it's a great time. You know, I, I, I talk about this on some other shows I've been doing. It feels like it's the golden age of, of football punditry, fantasy football, our, all of our little world here. We're all getting a chance to cross-pollinate and populate each other's shows and podcasts. And uh, it's fun. I look forward to it every week. Well, Sig, we need to go cross pollinate over a yeah, over, over a beer, a slice of pizza here soon soon enough, man. Indeed, I'll, I'll, indeed. I'll, I'll be sure to give you a call, and uh, we'll make sure to hook up soon. Thank you so much for coming on. Can't wait, guys. All right, thanks. Thanks, Sig. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Austin, Texas, San Antonio. Thank you so much. We're right up against it. We will be right back for the last segment. This is Roster Watch. We are back, Austin, Texas. Antonio, Texas. This is Roster Watch. This is a huge NFL Sunday. This is a huge fantasy football Sunday. This is week six. This is a must-win week. If you have a question, we got a little bit of time left. Call us. 512-447-3776. That's 447-ESPN. And sign up for our free roll today. 1000 free dollars. $1,000. we are upping the ante. It's been $250 this whole time. We got $1,000 in the pool this week. Go to draftday.com slash rosterwatch. Pick your best team. It takes two seconds. See if you can beat our best team and see if you can win part of that one G. We love it. A thousand free dollars. Now, Alex, I want you to shed some light on this for the listeners. We have we have a really uh, good contributing writer, Joe Owens, at rosterwatch.com. Uh, he, he brings us all things football, all things fantasy football all the time. And he wrote a very interesting article on why people should be high on Randall Cobb of the Green Bay Packers this week at Houston, and it is really compelling. Uh, Alex, could, why don't you fill everybody in on kind of why that matchup is so good for Randall Cobb? Yeah, well, you know, with Cobb, obviously that there's the there's the concerns with Jennings, but regardless of the concerns with Jennings... Greg Cobb, Jennings, who's still going to miss this game. With the groin, right, but... On t- on top of that, you know we've seen it. We've seen an upsurge in, in snaps and an upsurge in, in targets. Uh, he's seen his targets increase by like seventy five percent. He's had, you know, he, he's he's had these games since Cedric Benson's injury. He's scored a touchdown. Has had like eighty two yards on four receptions. So it's obvious that he's getting involved in that part of the game. And also, he's going to be going up against uh, the Texans slot corner. Uh, I think it's Bryce Bryce McCain, mm-hmm. and who is uh, he's he's a he's allowing an average of like a one seventeen point six passer rating and and two touchdowns when he's been thrown against more than four times in a game. So if we can uh, glean anything from the Cedric Benson injury until now, that's about a game, you know. And so if he gets four throws in that game, you know, we're talking about a, a, a slot corner that. Every time he gets thrown against four times, is allowing two touchdowns. So Randall Cobb is a really good play this week. We're a lot higher on him than we normally are, and that that very well could be the game of the week. Packers at Texans. Uh, you know, I actually see a little bit of a tough game ahead for Aaron Rodgers this week. You obviously are going to be playing him like you do every week, but you might want to temper your expectations there a bit. Uh, Arian Foster, number one running back of the week, as always. Matt Schaub, a serviceable, very serviceable spot play at quarterback if need be. 
Yeah, yeah. Always. Andre Johnson, though, we've come to learn. we got to get a little low on him. He is a low-end number one fantasy wide receiver these days. He's been really touchdown dependent. But you don't have to be dependent on anything as far as your fantasy football, as far as your NFL draft stuff. Any advice you need, hit us up, rosterwatch.com. Hit us on Twitter, at rosterwatch, facebook.com, backslash rosterwatch, youtube.com, backslash rosterwatch. We got Foster coming in the studio. We got Jay Blake coming in the studio. Everybody make sure to stay tuned here to ESPN Austin and ESPN San Antonio for laying down the law. Check us out on rosterwatch.com and join our free league, draftday.com backslash rosterwatch. Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the universe, this is Roster Watch.